Welcome to the Ski Bum Podcast, and it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? I'm loving life right now. Uh, ski season's coming. I'm feeling that Christmassy kind of warm sensation. Love it. I love it. Yeah, we just got in our last, hopefully, probably last warm day here today. It was in the 70s, but it's going to drop like 25 degrees tonight. Oh, it's going to nice. be cold. It's going to be like apple picking weather tomorrow. Like yeah, Apple let's, picking? Let's, you know, you get highs in the 50s. Like You want to go pick some apples? You're for going pumpkin picking for apple picking. I'm going to get some some wine saps, perhaps some Fujis. Damn. Look at that. Oh, oh, no pumpkins? No pumpkins at all? We, well, there may be a pumpkin or two. We went, I'm surprised I'm not drinking a pumpkin beer. You know what? It's just, I was thinking about it today. I was considering it. Just, it hasn't had that drop yet. When the drop happens. I had a pumpkin beer like two weeks ago at the beach. Didn't feel like pumpkin. That's so bizarre. I was like, it was weird. It was, you know, I, I could classify it as a gourd. That's it. Gourd. We actually picked up beer. pumpkins at Costco. Like that's like the most. Yeah. That's the most just like lazy thing you could possibly do. Like you're not going to an, even like a farm stand. <laughs> you're going to Costco. You're getting your pumpkins. Think about Costco. They had an opportunity to make it like, let's go on a hayride to like the TV section. Like they can they make really, a whole thing of that. They really should just eat or even just put some hay on the side of the shopping carts in the fall. <laughs> you, you get a little pumpkin seasoning on, on a fucking breadstick and then Dude, you got like. The kids will be so fired up. Like we went on a hayride today. Where'd you go? Costco. <laughs> Costco. We're like, Costco all right. And you know what? Daddy got some bourbon too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nothing sells fall like bourbon and a nice hayride pumpkin picking like that's hayride good ride through costco oh yes. like a, a a tall boy of like basil hayden or something perhaps like perhaps well we got a great interview this week it is our pal kimberly k you may remember we chatted with her last last winter uh, she has a book that came out about a year ago called i got that book ski a to z Whoa. and Wait, since then get it now kim has blown up her her pictures are loved by everyone who sees it look at mario's got it too she's actually got some new things that are coming out which we talked to her about on the interview section which will be the main topic so hopefully you check that out thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it check us out skibumpodcast.com we are on the socials instagram twitter facebook untapped youtube at skibumpodcast go to your favorite podcasting apps rate and subscribe if you want to send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Reminder, if you are in the Boston area, we will be at the Snowbound Expo November 18th through 20th. Yes, sir. You can see us live. You can see us live. We're actually going to be hosting the Snow Skills Cabin. Cabin. Yes. Which is going to be where all the cool kids are hanging out anyway. So we're going to be there. Anybody that's anybody's going to be there hanging out with us, putting out the vibe. Exactly. There's going to be some legit people there. So we're going to be doing some intros, hanging out, giving stuff away maybe. I don't know. If we, you're we're, a stalker, like I don't have a stalker. Like I really want like a cool stalker, not a bad asshole stalker. I want like a stalker that's like, hey man, I got you some coffee, but I didn't spit in it, put any roofies in it. Just, it's okay. You know, that, that's you mean, the kind of. You mean fans? Fans, fans. There you go. Stalker is kind of like the next level. You kind of want fans are good. Stalker well, is not so Stalker good. is a good super fan. That's mm, all I'm saying. I don't know about that. But a bad, hey, a bad Mario wants stalking. I don't know. Brian wants no part of your stalkingness. <laughs> I don't want really want to. I want fans. I think there we you might go. have fans, but I don't know. No, we got some fans. And no again, part dudes with beards. I don't know. 
mostly, but that's cool. Like I like dudes with beards. That's all right. You know who doesn't, right? If they drive a snowcat, I want to hang. <laughs> hey man, it sure is cold in this snowcat. Maybe we should cuddle up and stay warm. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but I got my nice, comfortable. <laughs> Look at the time. I'm going to go make a snowman. I think I'm going to ski down from here. See you later. I got my snowblades, bro. I'm out. Yes. So we will be at the Snowbound Expo. Hopefully you'll be around and check us out. And a big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, The Chuck Bucket. Hopefully you caught episode 288. We actually talked to the man himself, Charles McNall, who is yeah. the Chuck who created the bucket, thus the Chuck Bucket. Can you shorten that to Chuck it? To Chuck it? Uh, who can stop you? The Chubucket? Chubucket. So, <laughs> like a Chewbacca. Chewbucket. Chewbacca. This episode is brought to you by the Chuck Bucket, a brand new ski rack from a startup out of Salt Lake City, Utah. It's a trailer hitch rack that's designed to hold eight pairs of skis or four plus snowboards. Simple to load for the whole family and easy for anyone to install and uninstall from the hitch. So check that out at the Chuck Bucket. Dot com for anyone who likes to shred in the off season they also launched a bike rack that works with their modular ski rack platform that is available for pre-order also at the chuckbucket.com so you have the hitch it comes up has the main main piece that's cool. where the bucket attaches and has the support strap that the bucket comes off you attach the bike rack boom you're set 12 months of the year bike season ski season Whatever the Chuck Bucket too, you can put other stuff in there as well. If you saw our I'm Instagram a nice post, cooler, like a, there's a, a picture of cooler. us Boom. in the Chuck Bucket. Yeah, we're just in there hanging it's out. The, we call it the Us Bucket. It's the Us Bucket. Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan. It's a whole country based on the Chuck Bucket. It's the Us Bucket. It really, the Chuck Bucket really is only limited by your own imagination. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff I was like. I could put fishing rods in there. I could put oars. I, I put a lot of stuff in there. There should be, like, be a, okay, a we're Chuck all going Bucket kayaking. Challenge. I'll carry the oars. Just chuck them in the Chuck Bucket. The Chuck Bucket Challenge. Just like five pairs of oars. That's what I do. I'm the oar guy. Perhaps they should have a contest to see how many people you can fit in the Chuck Bucket. Oh, now you're getting a little racist right there. I, I don't Small know how. People. I don't know. I don't know how, but maybe. I don't even want to say it. Just saying. Yeah. Bunch of pirates with like peg legs. You just stick them all in there. They got one leg. They got the they good got leg hanging leg. out and the peg I'm leg. I'm from Pirate inside. City. That's what I'm saying. You if got one leg. That is a great marketing idea for Halloween. They should have a <laughs> bunch of peg legs all in the chuck bucket. Put them all in there and drive around town. Everyone be like, yar, ar, matey. Yeah. Ar, so, the chuck bucket. Think about it this way you could fit like maybe three people in there if they're really small. Or if you're one leg in, you six people. That's what I'm saying. One leg in. Riding the chuck bucket. Riding dirty in the chuck bucket. Riding dirty. <laughs> so yes. Hey, excuse me. This vehicle capacity is, you know, eight and you got like 12 in the chuck bucket. Same. <sighs> it's just know? like a bus in India, right? Yeah, damn. Hang on, on, on top of the roof. Like, Wherever there's room, you can <laughs> chuck bucket it. You just yell bridge and people <laughs> scramble. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, chuck bucket. Check it out. Thechuckbucket.com. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. Let me right. guess. You've had one or two app praise already. I've had a few app praise and a few recreational slash medicinal uh, instances of something they may make legal. Someday. Someday. Somehow. Some way. 
but actually, I uh, I went for a beer. Let's see how it really played out. Um, came home, really hard day at work, really tough week at work. I just want to chill out. Had a nice interview this afternoon with Brian here. Hung out like it was. It was good. It was, it was a good afternoon, followed by a get the weekend started. So got out of there and got some beers. So this is a brewery that I've uh, I've liked for many years, but I haven't. I kind of go, uh, I dabble in, dabble out. So Blue Point Brewing Company from Long Island, where I'm from. Oh, nice. And I got the Hoptical Illusion. Mm. So this is a good one. They've been producing for a few years. It's an American IPA. So it's not as super hoppy as most of the stuff that I get because um, I'll get super hoppy stuff and it just kills my stomach sometimes. This is actually pretty drinkable. Yeah, good hops, good good flavor, but not super hoppy. That's it. That's all I got. Nice. What do you got, Pry? That works. Last week, so one of the cool things about go to Costco, you know, I talk about Costco all the time. We always do. We love them. It's hit or miss sometimes. There's, there's, it's never a miss. It's, you, hey, you always get at least a foul, me, at least a foul tip. Shelters. At least a foul tip. <laughs> you know, it's just never, tip. it's never it's a total a whip. At least a foul <laughs> tip. Anyway, went to Costco. My wife made plans My wife. to go out to dinner with the neighbors. I'm like, okay, great. And it's, it's so funny. There's a place by us. It's a sports bar. It doesn't have a liquor license. Bring your own sports bar. Yes. That's freaking awesome. That's called somebody's backyard. Well, it's weird. <laughs> but it's weird if the first time you go there, because you're like, hey, we're at a sports bar. Uh, where's your your drink menu? Yeah, we don't have a liquor license. But there's a liquor store across the street you can go to. Boom. There you so, go. First time there, we're like, okay, this is weird. The food, though, is way better than it needs to be. Mm. Like the, It's surprisingly good. they don't have good. a liquor license. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So the the food's actually quite good. The pizza is, again, better than it needs to be. It's not like nice. the best pizza in the world, but, you know, we usually get the kids a pizza and we get real food. Very good stuff. So I knew we were going there for dinner that night. So I'm, we're, I'm like, we're at Costco. Let's stop at Cane because the Cane Brewery is oh, right there. Smart move. I got two kinds of beers. I got a normal beer for like the regular people and I got a fancy weird IPA for myself. The other beer I'll probably drink on a future podcast because I have one left and it was an Oktoberfest beer and it's very good. Future podcast. But for me... I got the Kane. Where's the front label? There it is. It's their uh, Galaxy Punch. Nice. With guava and lactose. Ooh. Yes. Lactosian. This, this would not be good for you guys. They yeah. add lactose. How about that? Extra. I mean, it's... it's you extra, know, extra. I like the Super lactose. extra lactose. Okay. So it's brewed with Golden Promise, right now. oats, milk, lactose, and kettle hopped with Galaxy and conditioned on one pound per gallon of guava and dry hop with more galaxy hops. Wow. So, yeah, so you got a lot of hops. It's, it is Damn. hoppy, but it's not overly bitter. Is that Definitely legal? a lot of fruit. Is that legal? Barely legal, baby. But it's very, very good. Again, you got to like fruit. You got to like lactose, which I like both of those things. Comes in at 7%. Not too crazy. Very tasty. I'm a big fan of Cane's beers. And this one does not disappoint. Nice. Still to this day, Cane Head High, one of the best beers out there. And that's a that's a good go to. Yeah, it's good solid. Yeah, so check it out. It is yummy. If you're in the 
Jersey area for some reason instead of skiing. Make it happen. Let's go to ski news. Everyone's always looking at Colorado right now and wondering when, who's going to win the battle? Is it going to be a basin? Is it going to be Wolf Creek? Perhaps Loveland will sneak in. But sort of an asterisk here, the first North American or Northern Hemisphere, excuse me, ski resort has opened. And it's our friends over in Finland. Yes. Finland. Finland. Damn. We're getting desperate. We just want to see snow. It is official in Finland. Levi Northern hemisphere, not America. Northern hemisphere. hemisphere. Yes. Yes. Levi, the nation's largest ski area and Ruka, another one of the largest, both plan to open today. Cause today's the seventh. We're recording Damn. it. It'll probably come out on the 10th, but seventh open first non-glacial resorts in the Northern hmm. hemisphere to open. So in order to open early, the two resorts use snow farming, saving piles of snow collected last spring under insulating covers. Nice. This process protects the snow from the summer heat and slows the melting. Once That's October hits, the resorts spread what is left back onto the slopes as temperatures start to drop. Nice. Cooler temperatures combined with snow farming and an early start to winter given Finland's position in the northern reaches of the globe. Boom. So, beautiful thing. I know Colorado, they were starting to make snow and then it warmed up. Copper was making snow. Things are sort of touch and go at the moment, but again, it's the first week in October. We will be there soon. Can't wait to That's start awesome. seeing all those lovely snowmaking videos and people getting their first runs of the season, which should be happening any week now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we talked about like something like this a while ago, and they didn't call it snow farming. They were calling about something else, but it was the whole idea. They were putting tarps over, and they were doing it in Europe. Um but yeah, I got to believe that this is getting traction, you know, because if you think about it, like if you keep everything cold and compacted and you might be able to save a lot of, a lot of snow. Yeah. I think that was, out in, uh, was it Switzerland or Austria? Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere in, in Europe. They were just covering the whole mountain. Right. So leaving it in place, just covering it. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be, we're going to find no some shortage desperate. of plastic, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they use. If it was plastic or some sort of like reflective metal, it was something weird though. It was like a metallic sheet. Yeah. Some special whatever thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yep. All right. Next up we got icon pass holders will get a court ordered compensation for pandemic ski resort closures. So this was a huge controversy way back when. And skiers and snowboarders who had the icon pass when the ski industry was shut down by the pandemic are receiving compensation offers after the resolution of a class action lawsuit. So emails went out this week. So those who lost a chunk of money, Governor Jared Pohl shut down the Colorado ski industry on March 15th due to COVID. In August, Denver-based Altera Mountain agreed to pay more than $17 million dollars in past credits as a settlement of the lawsuit. But a third party based in Philadelphia, of course, Aegean Group, is managing the distribution of the settlement. And they're saying the amount of credit available to pass holders would depend on how much they use their season pass 
during that 2019 through 2020 season. And those who skied on their icon pass only once that season will be entitled to $150, $150 credit. So those who skied twice will receive $125 and then so on. I don't know. People should look out. I don't know if you had to register for the class action before now, or they're going off of icon pass holders that were on register. So if you change phone numbers and you change locations, then you're going to get an email 10 years from now saying somebody owes you money that was sitting there. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big chunk of money they're putting together at 17 million to pay for the settlement. I, I guess part of the thing it's you're a, thinking about, because if these people are going to buy another icon pass, most yeah. likely. So they're just going to like jack the price up of the passes to pretty much get the money back from the people who they're giving the money to right now. But think of this suit. It's only a portion of all the icon pass holders, and it's based on how much you use the pass that season between that and the, and the number of people they're never going to get in touch with. It's uh, probably more profitable for them to not have done what they should have done and just say, we'll wait for the lawsuit. Yeah. No, it, it's one of those like moves, like a, it's a gesture move where exactly you know, what's, what's $17 million to an Altera. Nothing you know, really is. It's a drop in the bucket and it makes them look better for doing that. And but think about it. A few years ago, how much was an icon pass? Like three fifty, four hundred? Mm, I don't think they were that cheap at all. I mean, there may be some level that's that cheap, but most. The, if you got the the top of the line icon, I think it was like over a thousand. Right. So this class action is settling. They're not paying you equal compensation. You spent and didn't get to use a four hundred dollar pass. You get one hundred fifty bucks back. Just saying. Right. Yeah. But to you, it's it's lost money already because you paid for that three years ago. So you'll make it your money back for your icon pass then. Make it a few bucks back. A few bucks. Yeah. But interesting that they're finally doing this and that you know, it's again for for those who uh it's almost like finding money in like a pants pocket you haven't worn in three years. That's what it's kind of like. Like say the last time you went to the office was exactly. March of twenty twenty and you finally got those pants out and you put your hands there, you're like, Oh look, twenty bucks. That's what exactly. this is kind of like. Like yeah. three years ago, you bought this pass, you skied for a few days, you forgot about it because life got super crazy with the pandemic. And then you, you put those pants back on. Boom. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Boom. So I like that. Big win for those icon pass holders. What do you got now? 50 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. Now, not, now here's another story about loss, perhaps. If you're uh if you're on Team Gondola, this is a big loss. Salt Lake City County or Salt Lake County and city councils reject the little cottonwood. Why? Why? We're getting, why are they so, why is everybody so against gondola? Is there big road fighting big gondola? Cause that's bullshit. Big train, big train, big train is fighting fighting big gondola. (laughs) So through a joint resolution with Salt Lake County mayor, Jenny Wilson, county council members voted five to four to remove the project from the Utah Department of Transportation's Fuckers, consideration. F- one swing vote. You couldn't get one swing vote? I wonder who voted against it. I want those people put on blast. That's bullshit. Salt Lake City Council also unanimously voted to condemn it through a joint resolution with Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. 
Oh, that not enforceable, the resolution signals strong local opposition to the project. The proposed $550 million gondola is UDOT's preferred choice to reduce cars on a heavily trafficked road used to travel to Snowbird and Alta ski resorts. Mm. The proposal so you know also, reduce also a lot of people go into that area. Well, I mean, let's let's just let's say the, the proposal also includes the construction of a base station near the mouth of the canyon that will include 2,500 parking spaces. Other alternatives listed in a UDOT analysis include enhanced bus service and a one billion dollar cog railway railroads hmm. used to travel steep slopes. So the gondola is not going to be run by the Department of Transportation, was it? That I do not know. Bam. I don't know if that was like a private company that was running it or so if it actually runs the transportation. Bam. That's right. Taking so, away union jobs. Yeah. The proposal has received mounting scrutiny from the city and local governments and conservationists for its cost and environmental impact. Hmm. Instead of the gondola, the city or county council's resolution included adding electric buses with mobility hubs, tolls, and incentives for carpoolers as alternative solutions. In a statement, County Council Member Jim Bradley said taxpayers shouldn't foot the bill for a permanent and risky project like this. Hmm. When we could invest in common sense solutions like electric buses that can also be used to benefit transportation issues across Salt Lake Valley. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason invited the public to submit comments on the proposal through October 17th. So there's been a lot of talk, like even locally to me here, about putting up a gondola, going out to the beach and everything like that. And my feeling on that is it's not just a way from get to get from point A to point B. It's a way to get from point A to point B that people want to do and it will go out of their way to do. So it's kind of like you got to realize the bump you'll get outside of just the efficiency of doing what, what that does. Well, it's a it's a an attraction in its own right. If exactly. you have a gondola with a you know scenic views, and yeah. but you, I mean you got to look at the current climate right now of how people are looking at anything environmental. And you kind of referenced our conversation we had earlier. We had a great interview yeah. which is going to come out the following week. Oh yeah, and you know we look at we look at things from our lens. But we, sometimes it's it's good if we look 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 at the opposite side of this too, because a lot of people, it's like a need to devil's advocate all the time. Absolutely, you got to do the counter argument and see yeah. does your does your argument stand up to that counter argument, or are you just kind of choosing a narrative and and regurgitating information you don't quite understand? Yeah, I see where they're coming from regarding this. I mean, think about how many stations you'd have to put in for this gondola to 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 exist quite a I mean, bit, it's a pretty yeah. big infrastructure project to do that and i see the whole bus thing because the buses you know you can use them during peak times and you can also reroute them put them somewhere else right. if you need to i honestly just love the idea of a goddamn gondola being in little cottonwood that's like that's my like dummy argument like i would love to see it it seems like awesome. it would be because you Anything that's not on the road seems like it would benefit the road. So right? I, I, I love the fact of public transportation. So I'm a big pro bus, pro public transportation. 
but I love gondolas. And while I love gondolas, I'm fucking terrified because I don't like heights. <laughs> so I get in a gondola and I'm like, oh, this is great, blah, blah, blah. Don't look down, whatever. But now I think about gondola or a lot of buses. And I think about the buses sliding off the road and fucking crashing. And I think about, about a gondola, you know, a lot more, a lot better chance of you getting up on the hill with a gondola. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's such a, I go back and forth. I, yeah. I, I mean, again, honest. if, if there's no money, like if money is no object and the environment was no object, like food gondolas, hundred percent, throw them in there. Well, here's the thing. Is it, is it a problem because department of transportation and you, we've seen this up North because big transportation is against anybody else that is going to in, you know, get into their, their space. And, if it was a Department of Transportation initiative, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. We're going to charge you extra money in your fucking rates for everything we charge you. We've seen that up north. But now they're coming to a vote and they're like very being very frugal with it, which is good. I just don't know who's on what side. Yeah. You know, just don't know. Yeah. you want, And who is running it? Is it going to be the Department yeah. of Transportation? Is it going to be an outside company? There I wish questions. it was me. If it was me, I would be like, you got to be pro gondola. But And if it was you, you'd start paying people off to make sure that this did pass, right? Shit, yeah. Because isn't that exactly how the world works? There would be no end of like bakery boxes. Excuse for cash. me. Is like, that a, is that a, is that your bag that you just dropped? <laughs> I didn't drop a bag. Are, are you sure you sure. didn't drop a bag. Louis Vuitton bag with the cash, cash. Like breaking out of the top of it. Are you absolutely yes. positive you didn't drop that bag of cash? Positive. Oh, that's that's yes. That's my bag. Thank yeah. you for finding it. Yeah. So you there might want to just uh, you know, say yes to that gondola. He said you know gondola. That's right. And there's a picture of your children in there going to school. So. We've seen you know, enough enough mafia movies to know how that ends up. I believe you will be voting yes to the gondola. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Pittman. I'd say you're going to take that bag of cash and just, you know, you're going to vote yes. Yeah. This process, they started doing this. The study process and timeline public scoping started April 10th, 2018. 2018? 2018. This they did a draft. They did a draft. That's going to go on like, who are they paying? Who's getting paid? Well, they talk about this plan, and I don't know if the the dollars figures they were coming up with were part of the 2018 timeline, or if it was later on. Because I can already assure you, if it was 550 in 2018, it's already 750 now. Oh, you know they're paying a consulting firm the entire time, and like, yeah, we're gonna study this, study this, study this, and the 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 money they spent in the consulting firm is probably like probably a few billion, just. Freaking just getting crazy. It might get a little nutty. So this has been going on for four years now. And I wonder, Wait. like, will it this ever will anything ever happen? It seems like this is one of those things that just you make a decision? Not for four years. No. Just drag on and on. You can't admit Romney to make a decision. Doesn't he like isn't he like the uh, king of Utah? <laughs> you have you've had many chances for change in in that four years. Like and you can't get a decision, yay or nay? No. Very strange. Hyperloops, is that a possibility now? There's there's new technology. Might as well shoot yourself up to Mars at this What about point. like digging a like a subway into the canyon, like, like into the oh, actual mountain? That's witchcraft right there. 
pneumatic tube. Like you could have been drilling for years now. Drill, yeah. baby, drill, right? Boring company. Boring, Boring company, company. would have helped you out. See? Would have helped you out. Elon's got multiple solutions. Yeah. Hyperloop, boring company. It's already done. You're already at Alta. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Hopefully one day they'll have something figured out. But not today, not tomorrow, not this season, not next season. Eventually they will have a resolution. Because even a train, like putting in a cog train, like that's not a simple project either. No. What Why are they on a hyperloop cog train? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I guess you could disassemble the train tracks afterwards but you get wouldn't you have to like expand the canyon to put in the track next to the road that's there the gondola at least being on top would be above i mean i can't it can't be above the road but to the side it seems like maybe that's less infrastructure than an actual train track hey i don't know we were in zermatt with the cog train and it was pretty fucking awesome i gotta say that was it was up. awesome, but it was also slap right on the mountain. It wasn't like they had to deal with a canyon and, That's true. and probably blowing out, you know, part of that mountain in and order to make those... room for the track. And it was Swiss, so they're like, we know how to get this right there. You know, they know super how to efficient. Do it. The super Swiss efficient. Do. It was on time yeah. every time. Very on time. That was a cool train, though. That was awesome. Yeah. The Gornagrat or something like that. Gornagrat. Yep. Gornagrat. Yeah, the Gornagrat train. So we'll see what happens in Utah. We're keeping keeping tabs on this. Eventually, maybe it'll be done, and so will the one Wasatch project. But I think Utah we'll is see. coming up big in the next, like I gotta say, three years. It's gonna be all big Utah again. Utah is. If I'm a betting man, I went to Ogden last year. I saw what's going on. Utah is the future. I'm betting man. I'm going all in. Not now. In two years, big all Utah. In. All in, big Utah. Big, big U- Utah. Big Utah. <laughs> Well, that wraps up the ski news for the week. So we're going to jump into our main topic. And we teased it a little bit earlier. Love this book. Yes. We had the pleasure of speaking to our friend, Kimberly K. Robinson. She is the author of Ski A to Z or Ski A to Z, if you are in the UK, as she is. A to Z. And if you are in the UK, make sure you are... Oh, wait, there's a picture of her. You have your tickets, and you are going to the National Snow Show in Birmingham. October. You might be there next year. (laughs) Never know. October 15 through 16. She will be there. She will be one of the speakers there on the stage, along with Eddie, the Eagle Edwards, the famous ski jumper from the UK. I want an autograph from Eddie. He's uh he is a skiing superhero over there. So we had a great conversation with Kim. Like I said, she has the book out. It's been out for almost a year now. She is doing prints, she's doing cards, she's doing nice. fabrics. And we kind of threw that out there when we had the conversation. Told her. With her. This, is what you so do. this is what this podcast is. It's sort of a think tank. I want fabrics or a shirt. We want a shirt. She has it all. I wouldn't get a whole I want to get like a blazer made up. For the Snowbound Expo. I got cool somebody to make you a blazer. I need the material. That's what I'm saying. I got a blazer guy. We could order it from Kim. Got a bla- yeah. Because got a blazer guy. the material is actually made in the U.S. It's John actually printed. Walter Saturday night suit. Leisure suit? Yeah. This The fabrics are actually printed in the U.S. here. Mm. 
which mm. is pretty cool. So it's available. If you go to her website, inspirebykim.com. Boom. It was an awesome chat. Check her out. You love her. We love her. Here's Kimberly K. This week, we have another special guest. She is a repeat guest. She was one of our favorite guests from last year. She's got some big <laughs> news. We have this cool connection now that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So Kimberly K. Robinson, inspiredbykim.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's fabulous to be here. We had such a fun time last time. It kind of turned into a bit of a brainstorm. So uh, so it's quite exciting to be back and to be able to to talk about kind of where those ideas have gone in the meantime. So yeah, thank you for having me back. Oh, absolute pleasure. Yeah, we did. It was kind of a fun, bizarre brainstorm that it, it you know <laughs> kind of evolved into last time. And hey, hopefully, you know, it seems like a, a little bit of those little magical nuggets did kind of inspire you. And you're usually the one doing inspirations uh, to do on some some new pieces and to uh, continue your work, which is pretty awesome. So we're happy yeah. to hear that. So let's kick this off with the, um, you know, for those who maybe aren't following you, those who are following you already know, um, you got a big date coming up at the National Snow Show this month. Yes, absolutely. So 15th of, and 16th of September, I'm going to be in Birmingham, which is in the Midlands in the UK. And they're at the National Snow Show, going to have a stand and going to be speaking and uh, and sharing sharing knowledge and, and wisdom for uh, for people that are new to skiing. So, yeah, it's really exciting. It's just all sort of taken off. Yeah. And um, how long ago did they uh, approach you regarding this National Snow Show? Um, it's probably about it's probably kind of sort of about three months now. Um, so, yeah, so they'd seen my book, Ski A to Z which was published. Um, yep. That's the one. There that's it is. It. Yep. So it was published in uh, the so back end of last year, start of this year. And so they got in touch and said, you know, we are wanting to provide advice and information for, for people that are new to skiing. And um, so they said, will you come and, and speak at the show? So I'm excited to be doing that. So I have, um, when we were kids, we used to do ski demos at the ski shows. So it's something that I've, I've kind of been in that environment a lot, kind of, you know, sort of over the years. So yeah, it's a bit great to be actually speaking at one of the shows. And I've also um, taken a stand um, so that I can um, chat to people, sign books, um, sell uh, art Move a little prints. merch. Yeah, art prints, greeting cards. And um, yeah, so, so kind of bringing some of the illustrations from the book and making those available to be able to put on the wall and to send um, as greeting cards. And um, so, yeah, so and it's proven really popular. I've done a couple of, of events, um, uh, book signing and, and uh, like fairs. Um, I did one yesterday, actually, at a snow slope, uh, at a dry ski slope. And, um, and people were dry, trying skiing for the first time. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so it was really interesting. It was quite quite special to be there when there was probably about over a hundred people tried tried the sport for the first time, and uh, some were children, you know, and some some of the parents were like, "We want to get into this. How do we how do we do it?" And so uh, so the book's ideal because it, it it dispels kind of myths and it just kind of gives people the information to help them to feel confident that that they know kind of what to expect and you know, and what they need to know about what to wear and where to stay and all all that kind of stuff around the actual skiing and, and, and instruction. So so when you when you first had the idea for this book, did you expect it to kind of take on that that role? 
to almost be like a you know, for new skiers or boarders, like a, an intro guide, like kind of help them get through the process? Yeah, I think it was, I, I wanted to, um, I wanted to make it accessible for people. I wanted, it, it, you know, it's like kind of, there are barriers, there's financial barriers for people to ski. Um, obviously, geographical, if they're not near, a, a, you know, a, either a facility or, or near the mountains. Um, but I didn't want information to be what was stopping people being able to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's a fabulous sport. And I think if people haven't skied, they can have a very different perception of what actually it's about. And 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 by kind of providing information and uh, and making it possible more possible for people to try, then then they can actually have the experiences which which we that are skiers and you know and, and the snow sports lovers we know how fabulous it is and and so just being able to share that and, and make it more accessible and um just making it more available to people it's it feels only the it's fair really it feels the right thing to do but yeah i mean it's just wonderful how it's how it's taken off and the response seeing the response face to face because obviously the book's available online people can buy it there they can view it as an ebook but when i'm actually there and people are looking through it and i see their reactions you know, it's it's really quite special and it's quite inspiring and it helps to motivate me to kind of go forward then. Yeah, and I think I think you're spot on there because anyone can go onto, you know, Amazon or, you know, your site and just see the picture of the cover. And be like, oh, that's a really cool looking book. But to actually have it in your hand and to, to look at the illustrations, like that's where it really has all its power. So I can imagine in an event where you're in person and people can take a look at the book and flip through it and see the pictures and be like, Oh, that's, that's really cool. Like that, that's, that's gotta be just a huge, a huge sales point for you. Just having people see it and look at it up close um, and want to have it and own it at that point. Yeah. The thing is then when it's like talking to people and then, you know, I was at a dry slope, like I say yesterday. So I'm like, Oh, you know, this is, you know, this is a, this is a picture of a dry slope. You know, this is the dry slope where I skied most, and you know, and then like my husband's there, and I'm like, you know, and someone's talking to him, and I'm like, oh, he's in the book. Look, he's there carrying his skis. You know, and yeah. and then my brother, he's a model. Off, but, yeah, my brother. <laughs> my, my husband brother was a model. <laughs> yeah, my brother came along, and I'm like, yeah, he's there. He's on the joy page, and that's my dad, and you know, and and so it's like, um, and the experiences are all in there, like heli skiing, and you know, and so it's uh, like I met someone last week, and they were saying it's like, um, you know, kind of woven into it are like kind of all these sort of life experiences and, and stories, and uh, so yeah, it's, it's it, but it's it, it's just wonderful to see people's reactions because people kind of they pick it up and, and then they're like, Oh, this is really good. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Not only does it look really good. There's also a lot of really good information in there too. Yeah. Which is what makes That's it. Really it. Fun. And it's not, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I kind of, I'm quite like to be quite sort of economical on, on, I don't like to read like, you know, lengths and lengths of things. So I've just got straight to the point with the tips. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's meant to be. It's not wasting your time. It's just telling you the stuff that will really help and benefit yeah. you. So, now here's a, I just thought about this. Now, would you ever consider doing like a coffee table size edition of this book? What you mean, like double? Yeah, you know, like uh, let me. I got one over here. You know, more like a like something like this size. 
Ooh. I tell you what, what I was thinking would be nice in like a, a leather embossed cover. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Because my one, can you, I don't know if you can see. So basically, if, you, if you're on an audio, I've, I've put like a kind of shiny gel on some of the letters on the book. Because I kept ah. I kept getting mixed up, which was my copy, and so I've, I've kind of customized it with that. So there's only one that's got that kind of. Shine. Will that edition be available on sale at the National Snow Show? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'll be there signing the books, which is great, and I and I you know and I I give everyone a bookmark, and so basically I can can get the spelling right of their name on the bookmark. And then before I actually put pen to paper in the book, and then I then I, I write their name and, and a little message um, based on the conversation that we've had, um, you know, which is kind of tailored for them and that. So, and so yeah, so I'll have the books and art prints, and then greeting cards, which is all in time for Christmas. Look at that, because I know. Can be a bit of a you know a bit of a sore point for a lot of people, but it's not too you know not too early to start thinking about just getting some of those those gifts you know getting getting those gifts ready to be yes. able to uh, you know have them in the bag or Santa's bag. So so you have prints, you have cards, and you also have fabric available too. Yes. So this was something that I was working on when we spoke last time. I was I've been talking about de- developing some designs, and so I think I was at the design stage then. So I've uh, I've opened up a shop on Spoonflower, which is um, it is actually a US based um, website, and they do printing of fabrics and wallpapers. So on my uh, my Inspired by Kim Spoonflower shop, I've got over twenty fabric designs. So some of them are more sort of strongly ski than others um and so basically what people can do they can go on there they can pick from the designs and then they can have it on um like a stretchy fabric they could have it on upholstery fabric to say cover a chair they could have it for curtains a duvet cover or you could have um you could make a shirt from it a ski themed shirt <laughs> what about if you were you know someone like uh michaela schifrin was like i want special leggings Maybe. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I've got a great one for that, which is these snowflakes. So Look basically, I've like kind of all the fabrics are quite bright, bold colours. They're meant to be really sort of fresh, and um, and so um, so yeah, so yeah, Michaela Schifrin, yeah, get in touch. Can do Come on, Michaela. We spoke. Yeah, you know, you're we know you're pushing Range Rovers and stuff. Like, how about go back to the real, the the, the grassroots? <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my another one of my favorite ones, which is it's um goggle reflections creating a pattern. So there's uh heli helicopters on there and gondolas and the Matterhorn and chalets. So um so yeah, so that's all at my in my uh a spoonflower shop and, and people can if they don't want to sew themselves, they can order uh like duvet covers and ready-made curtains and things. So this is one of the newest ones that I've done, which is all like ski icons on like color blocks. So, that is so cool. But that's not on the website yet. But maybe by the time um, by the time you put the podcast out, I will get that on there. Yeah, because I am some... looking. I'm on the site on the page on your site right now, which has yeah. the um, it's the press release, I guess, from April showing the fabrics and wallpaper. And is there a yeah. link on that page too to get to the spoon? Yeah, flower? so it probably will just say spoon flower shop. Visit my spoon okay. flower shop. I clicked on the picture too. That took me there. 
Um, yeah. Oh, everything will take you there. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I've linked it all up. <laughs> this, I need to get like, we need like a sweatshop connection so we could get some, some shirts, you know, crank yeah. some custom or how about a suit? Imagine being at the snow show yeah. and you got a nice, like a blazer with one of these I was designs. thinking that. I was thinking that would be really good in a really, I, I, yeah, I know. With I the gondola that one? Would be good. That, that would be good cool. in something like that or in, in this one, like something really quite, <laughs> I think that'd be fabulous in something quite shouty. <laughs> yes. Oh, I got to find a guy. That yeah. And so I've got cool. this, these kind that have got all characters on. So, um, so yeah, my, now, my husband says that that's good for like a teenager's bedroom, but I just think why should the teenagers have all the fun? Seriously. You right. Know, it can be everybody. I, I think the uh, yeah the small goggle pattern too as like a, a button down shirt that would yeah. be really slick. That would be really nice as like a, as a as a as a tie as well. Tie, you know, like yeah. Necktie. But yeah, they'd be good for like buffs, um, you know, and like even sort of kit bags would be uh, would be good. So yeah, so, yeah. so I'm excited to show show and share those. And I've These been doing some like great. mock-ups of kind of how a room can look with the wallpaper and, you know, and kind of like doing mock-ups of a chair covered in the fabrics. And so, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, this, is, this is super cool. Now, are all the images that you're using on the, the spoon flower for the fabrics, are those all images from the book? Not everything. Um, some of them are new ones and like, like, um, because the, the one of the patterns, like the one, um, the turquoise one, that's used in the book, the inside cover. So some of them I've taken elements from the book and then turned it into repeat patterns. Um, and some of them are, are not in the book and they're just kind of fresh, freshly create, done to create um, the fabrics. Um, but I've got the copyright of all the illustrations in the book. So, so that's all. That's all. No, everyone's happy. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I'm looking at just like the ski fun one. Like I love that. And yeah, I think I mentioned to you last time, like I, I own a couple of ski Hawaiian shirts and in yes. the summertime, that's really all I wear. Like if, if that's, that's my formal summer attire is like, if I'm going to right. a party or going out. I, I have one of those three and they're the same shirt, just with different colors. And I rotate those. And I'm always looking for like cool new, like to keep me from being, being too depressed in the summer. I have to like bring right. in ski. <clears throat> You know? Yeah. And like so this ski fun one. Up. Yeah. Ski fun one would be absolutely perfect for that. I think I think that would be as well. Because that's um one of the cards that I've got uses that and it's um they use those same characters because they're my favorite characters from the book. And yeah. that's on this card, which is um it's also I'm doing that as an art print, which is all of these favorite characters, then with this like these kind of bold geometric shapes. Like fragments, that kind of idea. But yeah, I think that would be great for a shirt. Yeah. But I mean, what are you what are you going to be wearing at the Boston Expo? Huh. Well, I'll be honest. I'm actually going to talk to our sponsors, see if they want to. You know, I'm actually wearing one of their shirts right now, Teresia, who are uh, our outerwear sponsors. They're uh, they're some good guys, and I haven't seen them in person in like two years. So we're looking forward again to reconnecting to people we haven't seen in person in a long yeah. time at the show so i'm reaching out to them first and i actually have a couple designs that i've been working on um right for, for some sweatshirt stuff but if uh you know if you have anything you want to send our way um any okay, ideas cool. like we're uh we're we're totally game like we want to be we want to have maximum fun at this show like we yeah we because it changed in ownership 
um, the one in the States, it used to be called the Boston Ski and Snowboard Expo. And the man who started it, I think it was in the 70s, sold it in like December of 2019, like the most epic timing <laughs> to sell a business, <laughs> an in-person business. And wow. every, and we'd gone there, I think maybe two or three years uh, before then. That was our, our first couple of times there. And yeah. we always talked about how much fun it was because one of our friends, he's a, a writer for the Boston Globe. We met him there for the first time. We did like our... Um, our, our journalist events there for the first time. So we've all these great memories of that show. Right. And we talk about in the summertime, like that was like our beacon of hope for the ski season. It's like, yeah, yeah it's August, it's 90 degrees, we're sweating. Yeah, <laughs> but in three months, we'll be at that show. And then to have it canceled in 2020, obviously yeah. it was a bummer. And then last year, they were like, well, it's probably going to happen. And then they canceled it like two months before, which was a bummer. Mm -hmm. um, the one, uh, now your show last year, it actually did happen, right? It did. And it was like kind of just when sort of people were starting to get used to things opening up. And like, it was like the first thing that I, I know that I'd gone to where I was standing in a meeting and talking to people where I didn't have a mask on and, and we were inside. And so it did feel a bit strange, um, you know, but it was really important because I literally just got um, uh, a copy of my book. The first copy of my book had arrived. The, the publishers rushed it across so that I could have it in time for the snow show. And so I was, you know, I'd literally just got it. And so it was really important to talk to everybody. But yeah, it did feel kind of a bit weird after such a period of, of being in and at home. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so this year I think we'll be more relaxed. There was meant to be a London snow show, but then that one got cancelled. So it's all, it's all then pushed into, into this one event. So, so it's, so it's going to be great. I mean, it's just brilliant to be able to talk skiing with people and have that, that atmosphere and that vibe and I'm, I'm hoping that in the future because because i know that when we used to do the ones when we were kids they used to be like i think go from say thursday to sunday whereas you know this is literally just saturday and sunday so fingers crossed that you know it can be uh it can be an even longer event next year so was that like a, a covid thing or was that just kind of the times have a changed thing i don't know i mean i, I think um I guess sort of, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it's like, and also like with the ones then, they used to be into the evening, whereas the one, um, it, it sort of closed down, I think about five o'clock um, on Saturday, which, oh, wow. uh, which I guess it like kind of leaves opportunities for people to kind of just carry on meeting up and stuff and do things in the evening. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But Did you no, actually but, uh, present? I hope to. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say, I hope we'll be able to watch some of your uh, your slots, um, you know, and see some some footage of you guys over when you're in Boston. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it will be worth looking, look worth watching. We'll see though. I'm sure, of course, uh, it will be. It'll be fun <laughs> either way. Um, either we're going to be everyone will love us, or we'll just crash and burn the whole thing, and that'll be entertaining to watch as well, right? I think it'll just be the first. I wouldn't even yeah. think about alternative. Yeah. Now, did you present at all last year at the show or did you just? No. So I, I'd got the books, like I said, literally the day before. And so I'd got a hit list of who I was going to talk to. Um, and I went around and spoke to all the organizations that I thought the book could really help, like um, School Snow Sports Association, um, Snow Sport England, you know, and, and so on, and holiday companies. And um, But no, I wasn't speaking, but then they've asked me, yeah, so they've asked me to speak this year. And so, yeah, so it's really exciting. 
That's so great. So has this, has the reception of the book been a surprise to you? Um, I think it, when you're creating something and you've written it and illustrated it, particularly the illustrations, it's almost like you, it's kind of like it, it's like you sort of put part of yourself kind of literally out there. It's like, <laughs> and, uh, and so it, 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 like at the f- first it felt like deeply, deeply personal. Um, and like the more that like people say that once you've written a book, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to everyone that has a copy of the book because it's theirs as well. You know, and it's like it's there. It's theirs for them to interpret and read and take what they do from it, and um, and so kind of it starts to then be- become something which is is not. You know what I mean? It, like I say, it's it, it, all those people. It's it, a life of its own, almost. Yeah, and so um, so it's interesting because it's like I've got um people that are like regular regularly messaging me um now i've got there's a there's, there's someone who i consider to be a fan who's in japan who like everything that i do he comments he likes it and then i've got another person in canada who likes everything that i do and and, and it's interesting that i think is interesting how you then start to make these new connections you know at, across the across the planet because skiing and snow sports enable that connection and so it's kind of I think that's been the sort of surprise, and then like the conversations like this where we are talking about you know we are kind of having you know having a fun time chatting about skiing, whereas we wouldn't have other done otherwise done that. So to me, those are the things like the the kind of unexpected bonuses of the book are these connections, these experiences, and and the conversations that that it's that it's prompting this is just brilliant yeah it's it's funny you mentioned that because yeah you know, i was thinking back too because you know another connection that we have is dan egan because you know i know yeah. he reached out to you on linkedin and found you and you did the illustrations for his book and we've talked to him on the podcast before he's going to be in boston so we're going to see him in person which is pretty cool and again like i never thought i would talk to dan egan like that he would want to like talk to me and Mario on a podcast, but lo and behold, it's just, it's almost like you just put yourself out there and make enough of an effort and, and show that you care about something. And if you do it enough and enough with enough authenticity, people do find it, which is pretty cool. And again, the doors that open is almost like a video game when you're walking around and like a door just falls in front of you. And you're like, well, do I open the door and see what's in there? Like, well, I'm here. I might as well open it. And then you never know what other doors just come dropping in for you to open up and who you meet and what you experience and what you do. It's only almost limited to what you want to put out. Yeah. And I think the thing is as well, it's like, um, like, like what I think I had to kind of adjust to at the beginning, I was thinking, Oh, well, that's not what somebody else would, would do. And it's like, you know, but it's like, yeah, but that's, that's not, this is my experience, you know, kind of, this is a book that I've created and my background is the context for this. So yeah, someone else wouldn't go and, and and do that event there or launch something there. And and I think what you've kind of then sort of got to think, okay, so what is it that I bring to this? Um, which kind of then and that's how it then steers it. Like like you, you, you like your Hawaiian ski shirts. That's something that's <clears throat> that's you. And so yeah, maybe um I don't know, the name comes to mind, Ted Ligeti, wouldn't do something in a 
in a ski Hawaiian shirt, but he's not you. You know, and I think it's so you've got to kind of got to think. He wishes he was. Don't be jealous, Ted. Basement, <laughs> Jersey. But you get what I'm saying that it's like 100%, it's yeah. kind of it, it's come from you and it's your background and you know and so um and that's kind of part of the reason why we ended up doing this in the first place is that we didn't feel like there was anyone that was representing our voices out there in the ski industry. You know, again, not that we're special or anything, but we just were, you know, we're not guys who are jumping off a hair, air, you know, helicopters every week up in Alaska. You know, we're not the the sponsored racers. Like we're not those guys. We're the average guys who just love the sport, who want to be your buddies on the on the radio, in your headphones when you're working out, when you're going skiing and and just share our love of the of sport and industry. Mm. And there's, and there's often, a, and there's an, often a beer element to it. So it might be that like there's a race where someone, ha- you know, they, they don't win the race by getting down in the fastest time. They have to have the fastest time and the least spillage of, you know, their beer from doing the slalom. But it's something that, you know what I mean? It's like, like I say, it's, it's, you know, your path is going to be entirely different to someone else's path. You know, and so I think that's where the kind of beauty is in it, that it's just sort of finding those experiences, which can seem a little bit random, but then you think, yeah, but that's who I am, you know. Everything that you've done has got you to here and everything that's good and bad has created a uh, a character. And yeah. what do you do with that character? Do you just kind of like put it in the corner and not address it? Or do you explore the character and, and share it with others and see a lot, maybe there's a lot of people out there who identify and appreciate whether it's your ups, your downs, but your authenticity, which I think in our world these days is something we lack a lot of. And yeah. it's also something that people draw to because <laughs> it is becoming rare. Yeah. And and so it's like, like, for example, that, that, that sounds like what I've just been talking about. It sounds very me, 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 but I don't mean it like that because um, like, for example, there's a place near where I live. I go there two, three times a week. It's just a really nice, these really nice gardens. I go to there, there to decompress. And so they said, oh, we're having a, a craft fair. And I was thinking, this is ski, all ski stuff, <laughs> you know, and it's not really that relevant to, to this event because this event is sort of you know kind of English country house kind of thing and you know English gardens but I thought but it's somewhere where I feel comfortable and so I'm going to connect with people that also like that place and it was really interesting then to I had the art prints there I had the book and there was for example there was one lady she was probably close to 80 she'd never been near a snow slope a ski slope or anything to do with skiing. And she stayed on my stand for 20 minutes looking at the Apre ski boot um, artwork, the art print. And oh, she's like, really? I really like it. I, and she was just like, I, I don't know why, but I just really like it. And I could tell that she was, she just didn't know like, what to make of the Because it's awesome, lady. Just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she just didn't, she couldn't understand why not having had this experience she was drawn to this this artwork and it was just it's just those those kind of sort of strange but kind of quite magical experiences where yeah by kind of doing these things in places 
you know, kind of like you're reaching people that you wouldn't otherwise have reached. Yeah. And if that, that makes sense. A hundred percent. Did you inspire her to go skiing this year then? I don't know. I mean, I think her husband's going, just, just get it. Just get it. If you want it, if you want it, just get it. But I just think she just couldn't understand why that's it. That's For those it. who uh, aren't familiar or don't have the book in front of them, here it is. And we we talked about this last time too, what an awesome picture this is. Yeah. How much is going on? So there, it's it's a lot going on. So you can stare at it for twenty minutes and and find new things. Yeah, that's it. There's little stories like they say about having stories and and like there's a, the you know the couple having a romantic drink and and uh, then there's a there's a guy that's had too many beers and he's hanging off the balcony. Hopefully he's managed to stay. But so based on the idea of this um, of a boot the. The, the boot becoming the structure. I've just done this one recently, so which is basically um, it's a walking boot, like a hiking boot, and um, same kind of idea where the boot becomes like it's like what's what you call a conceptual illustration where it's that becomes the structure and the place. And there's all these people enjoying like the the kind of here it would be the Peak District National Park. And uh, so I'm trying to kind of think about what made that après ski illustration so what, what makes it resonate with people, and then then sort of thinking, okay, how can I then make that maybe you know kind of bit more sort of in, more inclusive, you know, by making it a hiking boot. And so so I've got a, a flip flop idea and, oh, cool. uh, and and a welly, <laughs> what we oh, call right. a Wellington boot. <laughs> That's a rain boot, right? Yes. That's okay. it. Yeah. So I've got some some ideas that are kind of, but it's interesting now. Like things take a little bit of time to to kind of bake, you know, the ideas. Um, but I'm finding I'm getting a lot better at being able to kind of start to work mentally on something, and then add more details without having sort of lost that kind of mental picture. So, so yeah. So watch this space. Going to be creating some more of that kind of magic, hopefully. Very cool. So are you looking to do more stuff outside of, of snow sports at this point? Um, I think that whatever it's inspires just, uh, you. Yeah. And I think just, uh, like I say, just, just trying to, I, I kind of feel like I've been in a perpetual winter for about the last sort of like sort of two and a half years. And, and, uh, and it's just sort of trying to kind of think about what other experiences people you know, like the kind of active experiences um, can kind of sort of get generate the same kind of vibe. So I'm, I'm kind of a little bit trying to, I'm keen to follow the ski theme, but I'm also just trying to sort of kind of um, go do a bit of cold turkey. <laughs> Whatever inspires of, you, right? Some other themes as well, but then the winter's coming now. And so, you know, it's going to be all snowy and looking forward to, you know, to getting on the slopes. Oh, for sure. I know we're all getting... Nice and amped up for that. What have been some of your most popular prints? Uh, definitely the um, the Après ski boot, and because um, I've literally done just like like two events where I've had the prints there, and I've kind of partly done them to kind of um, as prep for the the National Snow Show. You know, to to kind of work to by having those in, it gives you deadlines, um, and so. Um, so yeah, so I've turned the most popular ones into these greeting cards. Um, the hot chalk hot tub is one that always makes people <laughs> chuckle. 
Um, and, and it's funny how the kids, the kids kind of say to their parents, oh, I would love that. And the, the, parents, the parents look a little bit awkward. <laughs> they don't really know how to react to, uh, to their child telling them that they'd like to have a hot chalk hot tub. That's on pitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for it, so we don't we don't know where this uh where this hot tub is going. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then a lot of men um like these skiers from above one, which is on uh, the skis page. If you're looking for that in the book, so um because this one is you've got a cross country skier, you've got a piste skier, and then you've got the off piste. That's it. Yes. Yeah, that one's that one is really cool. Yeah, so that that resonates a lot with the men. Um, they like that, and then the other one is the um, the the group skiing. So that's on G, um, in the book, and um, and so a lot of people like that one as well. Which is, and with that one, when I was doing that, was, we were right in the middle of everybody wearing masks, and I thought, you know what? I thought there's going to be no masks in my book. There you go. Yeah. Huh. And I'm glad I didn't as well because hopefully they're a thing of majoritively for the past. Yeah, um, I know um, when we were doing, we were actually building a, a website, my my nine to five job at the right in 2020. And they were like, we should get more photos of people in masks. I'm like, it is going to date the look. It's going to, yeah. maybe now it's relevant, but in six months of a year, it's probably going to, it's going to trigger people. Because I think a lot of people yeah. are going to, are not going to want to see that anymore or going to want to no. move on and, you know, get to the next spot. I think, uh, I, th- I think you made a good editorial dis- choice. Yeah. Having them in there and you can always put yeah. your own on, you know, like get little stickers, put them on. If you want to mask people <laughs> like God, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that they, they're, uh, and then, and then like, like I said, the um, skiing geometrics one, which looks fabulous um, as a print looks really good. So now is um, that from bits and pieces? That's from parts of the illustration. Yeah. Book, right? So um, yeah. So and that one you've got the um, the parascending skiers from the other page. She's from Jay for jumping. Um, he's the thing from downhill. Um, this one is on the freestyle page under F. Um, that one is about moving on skis, and she's in joy. Um, on the joy page. <laughs> Well, so, I think, um, well, I think, and I think, you know, one of the reasons, you know, just total anecdotal, one of the reasons why I think you're having all this success is because of that joy that you just mentioned, because you look at this book and you think about the last two and a half years, people being locked down and fighting and angry. This book is joy. Like, it's just oh. it's lighthearted. It's warm. It's inspiring. It's fun. It's what everything that, you know, we kind of cherish about life and skiing is you know it's like i love that you get the one freedom f is freedom and that's one of the it's one of the few things you get to do where you are the master of your own destiny you're at the top of that hill you have these pieces of wood and metal stuck to your feet you go what what am i going to do do i want to just go straight down and see how fast i want to go like how like how how big are my cojones like you it really is one of these things where it's one of the few things i mean there's no technically no speed limits you're not going to get a ticket <laughs> at most places it's it's you in the mountain it's you in gravity and it's just yeah. uh that's part of the to me part of the charm of the sport is that there you don't really have anyone to answer to coach uh a, a friend if you don't i mean if you really want to be you in the mountain like that is your choice 
Yeah. And I think that as well, it's that sort of freedom from the thoughts of everyday life and work, because, you know, when you're there on the mountain, you're totally absorbed by by the environment and what you're doing. You, You can't, you know, I think even even having skied, you know, like a long time, you still, you still, when you're skiing, you're thinking about the skiing and, and just having that, those, that feeling of the snow and, and, um, yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, I remember when we skied in Colorado, we, we did get told to slow down. Oh, really? Where was yeah. that at Vail? <laughs> um, I think it was in Breckenridge more. Oh, and, okay. and we were struggling having been kind of skiing in the Alps and then, you know, you kind of, you nip off the side and you just jump off and go through the trees. We couldn't, we we're struggling to get the idea that you, we couldn't, we weren't allowed to go beyond that rope and just, you know, cause it's like, oh, it's just going to, you know, we just knew it was just going to come back down into the same point. So why can we not mm-hmm. just do it? And it's just like, oh no, you can't do that. It's like, what? <laughs> So. I thought this was the land of the free. This is why you, you people, uh, why you left us. <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting. Like it's just an interesting experience um, yesterday. So someone said that they were going skiing in Bulgaria, and uh, it was this. It was this little girl that she was. They were talking about this their holiday, the family holiday, and it was going to be that. It's going to be their first ski holiday, and that was really oh, special cool. about that yesterday. And I said, oh, I said, I, I said, when I was in Bulgaria the year before last, I said, and I did a painting while I was there. And I literally picked up a copy of the book and opened it to start flicking through. And I went straight to the picture that I was wanting to show her. It literally was Look the first that. page I opened. And like, these are not books like, like my copy is the one that, you know, it's like it, it opens at certain pages because I go to them more often. But that was just mm-hmm. a, it's a total fresh, brand new copy. I opened it up and the exact illustration that I wanted to tell her about that I painted in in Bulgaria. I was just like weird. And uh, yeah, so there's some sort of some strange magic going on, I think, some of the time. Yeah. And I I love that you use the term magic because it it is. It's like it's a magical piece of art that you created. And it's people can find their own, you know, take what you've created and kind of tack on their own experiences, beliefs, um, you know, joy to that and that's again i think that's why people do resonate with it and they want to you know they want to hold the book they see it they want to buy it they want to get the prints because you look at it and you can have a lousy day open up to the apres ski boot and just (laughs) it puts a smile on your face and you go oh i remember that time we were in zermatt and there was that champagne bar that we encountered and we sat there and we had drinks and it was like the most magical time and it can just snap you back like that to a happy wonderful memory and I think that's the thing, because some people say, oh, well, I've skied for a long time, you know, there's nothing that I need to know. And and it's like, but it can then really kind of, you know, there is a lot in there to to prompt memories, you know, and to to, to, to spark these, uh, you know, these recollections of, of the ski time. And that's why one of the reasons why I put so much, so much into it, it's meant to really sort of represent, you know, those all those experiences. Um, good and you know and sometimes unfortunately not so good you know because everyone does fall sometimes you know but, part of the um, game but yeah if you look at that book and you can say that those people are dead on the inside you can't help them <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's, that's that person it. is dead <laughs> well, well that's it because like you know like not everyone is gonna like everything that you do you know that's just a fact and i think there's a freedom in accepting that and understanding that 
you know, but the people that, that it does resonate with, you know, it is, it is really interesting to see, you know, and so, um, you know, and, and one of the people yesterday, she was saying, oh, you know, we're, we're going skiing. This is a different family. We're going skiing on a holiday for the first time. And, you know, and I want the children to be ready and we want to know about it as well. And so she said, yeah, well, well, she, she, she actually totally got it, um, that they can all get something from it, you know, together and separately, you know, that they'll all get something from it. And so, so yeah, but like I say, you can't please everybody. Um, you know, some people won't get it, but you know, it's not, it's not for them. You know, it's for the people that it does resonate with, you know, and they've got a little bit of that kind of, they've still kind of got a little bit of a playfulness. Yeah. And and that's, those are words to live by for any creator. It's it's not for everybody. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be yeah. for everybody. Look at the movies that get the highest grossing totals or TV shows. Look at the TV shows that the number one, you're like, I don't watch that show. I don't know anybody that watches that show. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, if, people, if people like skiing and they, you know, and they like feeling better rather than worse, then definitely have a, have, have a look at the book. <laughs> now that's a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Kim, that you want to mention? Um, just, just really kind of that, you know, it's like, um, if people, you know, if people aren't able to get along to the snow show, then there's a whole host of, you know, kind of joyful snow sports themed um, content on my website. You know, it's there for people to have a look, to enjoy, to, you know, to feel hopefully inspired by. And um, Inspirebykim.com, all one word. Yeah. So basically the story behind that was I called it Inspire. Um, and then I was sending my Facebook, my new Facebook page to, to friends and they didn't seem to understand that it was me in my page that I was sending them. So I just added on by Kim um, after so that people would understand. So I started then sending it around. People are like, oh, okay, so it's yours. Okay. So, and then it just sort of the brand sort of stuck like as inspired by Kim, which I'm an English graduate. I know it probably, uh, you know, it ought to either say inspired or have a comma <laughs> or something. It's but, beautiful but irony, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it kind of stuck. And, um, and so, um, so yeah, so inspiredbykim.com or ski a to z.com. Um both take you to to my website and uh, I'm always adding new content there and uh, and sort of plotting the journey and um because I think people can can also if you know for for say non-skiers they sometimes find the process interesting. You know, and they find the the kind of like the journey and the steps of it interesting. And uh, and and also something that's a bit of a spin-off is that because I used to do a lot of travel, well, my career was travel PR, and so I'm kind of big on promo and promoting, and and so a bit of a sort of spin-off of it really is, is for people to be able to see ways in which I'm promoting the book and and my products, and then you know the things that they can then apply to their products and um, and services. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a beautiful website. It's again, very inspiring. And all of your art is, is, is top notch. And I love this book. I show it to my son too, because he's a a new little skier and I try to teach him things. And, and, uh, you know, I, it's fun again, just to kind of thumb through it and read it. And like I said, you look at the pictures, you kind of 
kind of create your own adventure and, and take them and, and run with them and attach your own experiences joy to it. So I think it's an awesome book. Everyone should pick it up. If you are in the UK, October 15th and 16th. Yes. National Snow Show. At Birmingham NEC. Go see Kim. Go buy some of her stuff. Have a great time. Go see Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Yes, and I'm hopefully he is going to be there. Yes, not the the man himself. And uh, and but I'm also going to record my session um, so that it I'm going to put it on YouTube after, so people be able to watch it and benefit from from the advice and information. So very very cool, Kim. It is always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, congratulations on your success. Thank you for taking the time and. Hopefully we can do this one time in person on yes, maybe, that would maybe, be at our, maybe at our own special little apres spot. That would be cool. Wouldn't it? We could that maybe do awesome. like a kind of um, like an art, art, an apres, uh, an apres ski retreat somewhere. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. I'll let that Excellent. idea develop. <laughs> Perfect. Kim, thank you again so much. Inspired by Kim.com. Check her out, follow her on all the socials and uh, you will not be disappointed. Thank you. Great talking. You as well. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. You want more information? You want links? Everything we talked about? You can check it out at skibonepodcast.com. That wraps up the show for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibonepodcast.com. Go visit us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, YouTube, at skibonepodcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps. Rate and subscribe. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Lots of stuff happening. Oh. Big stuff, fun stuff. So, yeah. snow show in uh, Skibound. In Snowbound Expo. Snowbound Boston. Expo. Boston. Be there. We'll be there. In November. Reach out to us. Tell 18th us. 18th through 20th. Just reach out. We'll be there. Indeed. That wraps up the podcast for the week. Talk to you guys next week. Stay safe. Stay for See ya.